1: Your weekend is off to a great start. I'm Will Bangura, and uh, you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m., and where we learn how to help our fur babies thrive and improve the bond and relationship that we have with our pets. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately need some training and behavior help, are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, the good news is I'm here to help you deal with all of those cat and dog behavior problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602 Two seven seven five three six nine six zero two two seven seven KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, call toll free at eight six six five three six eleven hundred. Happy National Dog Week, everybody! Today's the last day of National Dog Week. If you love your dog and you've celebrated National Dog Week with your dog, and you want to call in and tell us what you did to celebrate national dog week with your dog give us a call let us know also if you've got a dog or cat behavior problem give us a call and uh, we will try to help you with those problems. Sitting next to me, she's back. It's the beautiful Brittany DeShane. How are you today?
2: I'm well. I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's starting to cool down
2: just a little bit. So,
1: mm-hmm. you know, when the weather starts getting a little better, I start getting a little bit happier.
2: Yeah, same. Definitely. Yeah, I can actually
1: mm-hmm. sit out at night with my dog and... and Throw a toy around and and not die from heat exhaustion. Exactly. Take them
2: on a comfortable walk.
1: So how was your week? Did you do anything special? Anything different?
2: Super busy. Nothing too out of the ordinary.
1: Yeah. What, what kind of calls have you had this week for, for training since you answer our phones at Phoenix Dog Training?
2: (laughs) We have had a lot of separation anxiety calls this week. A lot of people, I'm assuming, going back to work, um, a few aggression.
1: You know, the separation anxiety is a big thing. Um, with COVID-19, so many people are now staying home mm-hmm. with their pets and their pets have gotten used to that. And think about this. There's a lot of people with COVID. Um, we've had record breaking adoptions and yeah. pet purchases. Mm-hmm. So they've taken this time with COVID and being able to be home to buy lots of dogs and, Yeah. So they are used to having them there 24-7. And now some of these pet parents are going back to work and the dogs are freaking out. Yep. They've got all kinds of separation anxiety.
3: Mm -hmm. They're
1: destroying things. They're crying in their crate. They're, They're pawing at the crate, trying to get out. Their paws are bloody. They're biting at it. I'm hearing stories about dogs' teeth breaking off, trying to get out of that crate, just horrific separation anxiety. So I think one of the things that we're going to do is um, when we have time soon, will be to talk about separation anxiety related to dogs and COVID and what you can do to begin that process of getting them comfortable with you not being there, with you leaving. Um, now, for those that have gone back to work already, it's still something that you're going to be able to do. But for those that haven't gone back to work and are anticipating it, it's something you definitely are going to want to do. And that is the gradual and systematic desensitization of being able to teach your dog, Hey, it's okay if you're not there. You know, and, and part of that is when you are with your dog, don't smother your dog. Don't be so needy with your dog because your dog's going to get needy, all right? Dogs, yeah, they're very social. They love us. We got them because they're social and we want to love on them. But if we don't let them be dogs and let them have their own time and, and not constantly have them up in our lap, constantly petting them, constantly engaging with them, um, they're going to be needy. They're, they're not going to be secure. They're not going to have the confidence. So part of it is just letting them be. I know, I'm asking you to ignore your dog a little bit. Yeah. But that is something that we need to do. Also, if your dog's not crate trained, you must crate train your dog. And if your dog's afraid of the crate, the first thing you begin to do is feed your dog on a schedule, feeding two or three times a day, depending upon their age, putting food down for only about five maximum 10 minutes and when you do that you put food down in a crate leaving the door open and that's how you start it you don't put the dog in the crate you don't shut the door of the crate don't make it scary for him you just put the bowl in the back of the crate five or ten minutes they go in there and eat it fantastic they don't food in the bowl come out of there comes back down at the next scheduled feeding before long they're going in there it's no big deal Then the next thing you can do is you can start playing a game by throwing some treats in there. And as the dog steps into the kennel to get the treats, you can then label the behavior of getting in there, kennel, and reward the dog. And do that over and over, throw a treat in the kennel. The dog walks in the kennel, you say kennel, as the dog gets the treat. They start associating the word kennel with getting in there. They start associating it with getting in there and getting something positive, a yummy treat. And do that over and over for several days. And the next thing you know, you'll be able to point to that kennel. Say kennel, they'll go in there, you'll be able to give them a treat. And then the next step is doing that, closing the door. Closing the door and waiting 30 seconds and then rewarding them. And then you do that for a few days and then it's 60 seconds. And you do that for a few days and then it's two minutes and four minutes and so on and so forth. And we'll talk more about it, but these are things that you need to start doing if you've been staying home with your dog and you know you're going back to work and your dog might have that separation anxiety, okay? Well, that that's my rant about the separation anxiety anyway. Um, but, no, it's been a huge problem. And, you know, I've been reading articles um, from different newspapers all around the country. This is a huge problem, separation anxiety with pets and, and COVID. Um Anyway, I'm Will Bangura. I'm your host. You are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we're taking your calls and answering your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. If you've got a question about your pet's behavior, maybe you've got a dog or cat that's out of control, give us a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369-602. 277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. And Brittany, do we have anybody uh, waiting uh, to talk to us online?
2: Yeah, it looks like we have Jim in Phoenix.
1: We've got Jim in Phoenix. Hey, Jim, welcome to Pet sure. Talk today. How are you?
4: Good. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you good, sir. How's your weekend?
4: Going pretty good.
1: Okay. So you have a question for us about a pet?
4: Yes, I do. We've we have four rescue dogs, and one of them in particular continuously marks throughout the house. Um, we found him back in March of twenty fifteen, so we've had him several years. He's been doing it all this whole time, but uh we've tried kenneling him, we've tried leashing him and you know, taking him out every couple hours or whatever. And it seems to work for a short period of time and then he goes back to marking again. And so we just don't really know what else to do for him. to sure. Stop marking. Sure. And even when we clean the house, mm-hmm. he will have to remark everywhere.
1: Got it. Okay. Um, i'm happy to answer that question. You can go ahead and actually um you know hang up the phone and i 'm going to go ahead and answer that and listen um off um, off phone but with with marking it's it's not a whole lot different than just potty training. Obviously, the dogs think that it 's okay to go in the house bottom line and and they 're not trying to uh, get you mad they 're not trying to piss you off. Um, when a dog starts marking, they literally, there's two things. Number one, um, some of it's anxiety in some cases. Number two, some of it's just a natural thing. I mean, we're asking a dog, okay, that normally would be going anywhere it wants to, to now live most of the time inside of a structure and not go. And it's our job to teach them where they do go. So there's some confusion right now with your dog. Your dog thinks that um, it is okay to go in the house, And, um, you know, the dog thinks that um, there's not going to be a consequence and probably because there's only been intermittent consequences. And the thing about when we're dealing with potty training, we're dealing with marking the biggest thing. The dog needs to be in the crate or the dog needs to be in your eyesight, because if the dog's not in your eyesight, the dog's going to go mark. The dog's going to get away from you, the dog's going to mark, and then there's not going to be a consequence, and the dog's not going to learn that it's not okay. I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX. We're going to go take a break so we can hear from our sponsors. Don't go away. We're going to be taking more of your calls on your dog and cat behavior problems when we come back.
5: dog that needs obedience training is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy you love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important phoenix dog training is the most trusted dog training company in arizona phoenix dog training is accredited with the better business bureau and has an a-plus rating that you can trust having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating embarrassing and even costly all that can change with one phone call to phoenix dog training For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and Impressive, seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411 or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com. I can't control my
6: emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. I can't If I can't concentrate, I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? My heart is beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just
5: can't live like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm scared and I'm scared
6: and I'm scared and I'm scared.
5: It takes courage to reach out for help. At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014. Or schedule an appointment online at mesapsychiatry.com.
1: Are you planning a trip or just going away for a day or two? I want to take a minute to talk about the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy. It's difficult to leave a pet behind. It's even more difficult for your pet. Forget sending your pet to a stressful boarding and kennel facility and instead give your pet and furry best friend the gift of relaxation. Staying at home with one of the professional in-home pet sitters at Paw Nanny Tammy. Your pet will love chilling out with Tammy or one of her team members who'll be playing with and taking care of your pet 24 hours a day where it's most comfortable, your pet's home. The other awesome thing is that they can bring in mail, water plants, trees, and even your lawn. Call Pawn Annie Tammy to inquire about having them stay with your pet while you're away. They even offer a free meet and greet to make sure that it's the perfect fit. Call 602-472-4360. That's 602-472-4360. Or visit their website, pawnannytammy.com.
0: Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura.
1: Welcome back everybody. I'm Will Bangura and you are listening to Pet Talk Today I'm 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet not listening? Well, I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, call toll-free at 866 536 1100. Before we went to break, I was talking to Jim. And Jim's got a dog that he's had a really bad marking problem with. And uh, before we went to break, I was talking about the absolute necessity. Rule number one, you must have the dog in your eyesight on leash with you or the dog must be crated. And the reason for that is you must be able to correct every marking accident in the act. Something unpleasant needs to happen at the exact same time that your dog is marking. Now, that something unpleasant needs to be tempered with each individual dog's personality and temperament. We don't want to be, you know, unduly harsh to any dog. It just needs to be something unpleasant. You know, a good, firm, (laughs) no, might be what you need to do. Okay, depends on your dog. Um But you've got to be consistent. You've got to catch the dog in the act each and every time. And then rule number two, you need to get your dog outside where you want your dog to go very, very often for the next 30 to 60 days. And when you go out there, you need to have extremely high value food rewards like little cut up pieces of chicken, little cut up pieces of hot dogs. And every time your dog goes to the bathroom in the correct place, every time. Your dog needs to get an extremely high-value food reward. So you've got to be very clear. Consistently, your dog learns, hey, fantastic things happen. When I go outside, I get rewarded. Your dog consistently learns, hey, when I go in the house, I get corrected. And you need to be consistent. You need to do that longer than you think. Okay, Habits are created in 66 days, not 21. Somebody out there wrote a book change your life or change your habits in, in 21 days, and science says it's 66, <laughs> it's not 21, okay, Jim, so so give that a shot, all right?
2: It looks like right now we have Mia on the line in Phoenix.
1: Mia in Phoenix, welcome to Pet Talk today, you're on the air.
2: Hi, good morning, thank you. Good um, morning.
7: I have a question for you, I have two dogs, they're both rescued, I mm-hmm. have an 11-year-old male chihuahua and, and a a 12-year-old male chihuahua and an 11-year-old female chihuahua. And they've gotten along great. I mean, at the beginning, it was very rough. You know, he is very protective, very possessive of me. She was kind of the same way when she came a year later. And so, you know, they figured out pretty quickly that neither neither one of them were going anywhere, so they started to obviously get along. So they get along fine. But now my problem is, is like when I'm dating someone, if I introduce my dog to another dog, for instance, a blue tick hound that's 80 pounds, Mm -hmm. My two dogs are already kind of set in their ways. They're very, they're old. They just want to be left alone. They don't want their butt sniffed. They don't want to, you know, pounce around. And then the two-year-old blue tick hound just wants to play, follow. And so, like, my boy dog gets aggressive, especially if I'm sitting on a sofa. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the blue tick hound will come over to want to sit on the sofa. My boy dog automatically gets into little man syndrome, and he just wants to attack the dog. And so then it's, now it's a confrontation, and it's, the blue tick hound has attacked my dog, my boy dog, twice, and has attacked my girl dog once. So, how how do you fix those behaviors? And for you well, know, let me let me just say this first
1: of all. Okay, and, and here's the thing that that a lot of people, um, you know, they just don't get. We um, uh, we get calls at at my business phoenix dog training all the time about uh dogs fighting okay it's probably the number one thing we get calls on um and and what people need to understand is that serious behavior problems are just that they're serious aggression is one of the most difficult behavior problems to be able to manage and get under control and intra-dog aggression which is two or more dogs fighting within the same household and you're talking about integrating i'm guessing um has the least success of any type of behavior problem that dog trainers deal with. Okay, Um, I've devoted most of my adult life to successfully rehabilitating dog aggression, and most of that being intra-dog aggression. And I can tell you, in in 30 years of training over 24,000 pets, um, I can tell you that real aggression problems take anywhere from several months to many months to work through and get control of. And with real aggression, there's no such thing as a complete and total cure. With real aggression, training is ongoing. With With real aggression, training is for life. There, there will always be maintaining training and maintaining of uh, that aggression using the training that a dog gets to be able to to manage that problem. Um, you know, here in America, we, we want a quick fix. And there are no quick fixes. And there's a lot of trainers out there that will promise you a quick fix. And, you know, uh, we're dealing in the real world. This isn't the digital world or the virtual world where, you know, we can get answers, you know, a click or two away. Um, so the first thing you need to understand is this is not about just all of a sudden one day deciding, hey, let's get the dogs together and see what happens. All right, you already know that there's a problem. And what you need to do is you need to ensure that you don't set these dogs up for failure next time by having them get together too close too soon. First of all, not all dogs are social butterflies. They're not all going to like other dogs. Now, what you can do is you can, with lots of great training, be able to manage your dog. Like, for example, let's say your dogs are on a down stay and your boyfriend's dog is 20 feet away on a downstay and they're calm because they've been trained through obedience training, okay? Well, over time, they're just 20 feet away. They're just hanging out calmly and quietly. They're not connecting. But over time, and I'm talking about days, weeks, months, that type of exposure and then giving them treats while they're calm, laying down, they will start realizing that each other, the dogs are no big deal because we haven't let it be a big deal, all right? And when no big deal has happened, when you've been managed them on behaviors like a downstay and not letting them connect, after a few weeks or maybe a month or two, now you bring them together a little closer, maybe they're 10 feet, and you let them hang out together, doing that a bunch of times for weeks, if not a month, and you reward that behavior. It's a gradual process of bringing them closer and closer together and not allowing them to have meltdowns. I guarantee you this, you're not going to punish the aggression out of the dog. So if your dog gets aggressive and you think you're going to punish it, well, you might get very short-term results. You may see some results for a day, two days, maybe 30 days, maybe even two months or three months. But I guarantee you the problem hasn't gone away. The problem is going to come back. All aggression is based in fear. I don't care what type of label that you want to put on that aggression. At the core, at the root of it is fear. It's severe anxiety, severe stress. No animal goes into fight or flight unless they perceive something is threatening. And there might not be any real threat. They might be just perceiving that. But you've got to deal with the fear. You've got to deal with the underlying anxiety. And if you don't deal with the fear, if you don't deal with the underlying anxiety, you're never going to deal with the aggression. Because the aggression is the symptom. The fear and the anxiety is a problem. And deep-seated fears, deep-seated anxiety, those don't go away quick. And you're not going to deal with fear by just throwing the dog in and letting another dog get in that dog's face you know imagine if you had such a severe fear or phobia yourself and imagine if this were a perceived fear of phobia that there's potentially no real threat but you believe that there's a real threat so severe that it's life and death and, and you believe this for years do you really think that you're going to be able to work that out anything quick do you really think that you're going to be able to work that out in a week or five weeks or six weeks no this takes months i'm will Bangura. you are listening to pet talk today on 1100 kfnx we're going to go ahead and take a break so we can check out the news and when we come back we're going to be taking more of your calls hearing your pet behavior and training questions and i'm going to give you answers we'll be right back don't go away
0: get your information download throughout the day on the hour and half hour on 1100 kfnx
8: CBS News Brief. President Trump is expected to name Judge Amy Coney Barrett this afternoon as his choice to replace the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the Supreme Court. CBS's Jan Crawford says Democrats are likely to lose their battle against this nomination.
0: It
9: is all-out war when you've got a Supreme Court confirmation uh, in these days. And so recently, it's taken more like two and a half to three months. And Obviously, that's a a lot longer than the time frame that they've got, but they say they have the votes. So if Republicans hold together, uh, it's going to be very difficult for Democrats to do anything about it.
8: In Rochester, New York, Cynthia Harriet Sullivan has been named the new police chief. I love this city. Um, and I'm going to give it my uh, 110, 20, 40 50 percent effort this after the mayor fired the former chief over his handling of the death of daniel prude after an encounter with police in march cbs news brief i'm allison keys
0: arizona news radio the state health department has reported 457 new coronavirus cases today with 35 more deaths we yeah. now have nearly 270 cases and 5,622 deaths. There are reports that President Trump will announce today that he has selected Judge Amy Amy Coney Barrett to replace Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the U.S. Supreme Court. While Senator Martha McSally doesn't know if Barrett is the choice, she's focused on the upcoming confirmation hearing.
3: We will go through a deliberate process without delay
9: uh, for her consideration to include hearings in the Judiciary Committee and a final vote. But those who were reported to be in the top two have already been through that process
0: Despite some Arizona County seeing a rising case increase in COVID-19, Governor Doug Ducey says Arizona is going to remain open. A 61-year-old man crossing the street, mid-block, was hit and killed by a car last night in Phoenix. Mike Salcedo, Arizona News Radio.
1: This is Meteorologist Jim Minaldi from the KFNX Weather Center. We're going to have sunshine but seasonable temperatures as we head to the weekend and into the first part of the new work week. The KFNX Metro Phoenix forecast this morning. Skies will be clear. It will be sunny today with a high of 104. A clear night for tonight, low 76. A sunny day on Sunday with a high of 102. Monday, sunny. High again, 100. Tuesday, sunny. High 100. This is Meteorologist Jim Minaldi from the KFNX Weather Center
6: currently in
9: downtown phoenix it's 87 degrees
0: raised by wolves with canine dna in his blood sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies answering questions some even ridiculous and taking your calls it's pet talk today with your host will bangura to have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX Listener Live at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura.
2: Welcome
1: back everybody. Happy National Dog Week. Did you know it was National? National Dog Week. This is the last day of National Dog Week. Celebrate with your dogs. I hope you are. And if you are, let us know what you're doing to celebrate National Dog Week. I'm Will Van Gura and you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, the pulse of Arizona, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Perhaps you've got a dog that's dominant. Maybe you've got a cat that's spraying everywhere and just not hitting the litter box. Um, if you're fed up with those problems and any other dog and cat behavior problem, give us a call. Learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, give me a call at 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free at 866-536-1100.
2: We have a bunch of calls lined up right now. We have Jennifer and Gilbert, Marjorie and Phoenix, Suzette and Glendale, and Carol in Phoenix as well. So let's start with Jennifer and Gilbert.
1: We need to get busy. Hey, Jennifer, welcome to Pet Talk today. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you.
9: Um, thanks for taking my call. So I rescued um, a couple of years ago a two-and-a-half-year-old Cavapoo.
4: Mm-hmm. She's
9: the sweetest dog ever. Loves, loves, loves humans, all humans, but extremely fearful of dogs. Mm-hmm. Whenever I take her outside, we do a daily walk in our park. Um, she'll see a dog literally across the park and start barking as loud as she can. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the dog just sits or the trainer in the park is telling the dog to just be silent and still, she'll just continue barking. I have to yank her to walk away, to, to follow me, to, mm-hmm. to walk away mm-hmm. from the dog. Um, and she's just... Been, she's been charged a couple times as well, mm-hmm. so that barking, that aggression, I'm not sure mm-hmm. is causing. Is I think mm-hmm. um, the dogs to become aggressive with her, but she just, um, I don't know, She's she can't handle the sight of seeing another sure. dog, and if are, they get closer, it causes, like you said, fear.
1: Yeah, are you working with a trainer right now?
9: I'm not. Oh,
1: okay. I, I, I thought, to I thought you maybe. said you were. Uh, yeah. Well, let me talk a little bit about it. Yeah, it's definitely fear. And and it's a real challenge if, you know, gosh, you can be across the park, your dog can see another dog, and your dog gets reactive. That can be a real challenge. Because one of the things, that's called being over threshold. Um, when we're trying to expose dogs through gradual and systematic desensitization to the things that they're afraid of, the things that they're reactive to, We want to do it at a distance where, yeah, they've got a little bit of stress, a little bit of anxiety, but they're not barking, they're not lunging, they're not going crazy. And then the goal is, while we've got them at that distance, to take obedience training work that we've already done, that the dog likes to do, lots of sits and downs and having the dog come when called and maybe go to its better place and things like that, maybe even tricks, okay, fun things that we can work obedience fast. We can give lots of high value food rewards, really get the dog excited doing the work. And that, excitable work, kind of what I call planing. So we're playing and training at the same time. We do that somewhere else first, away from the triggers and really create what we call a reward event. Meaning that we're getting the dog to do things that we've trained that the dog's really good at and we're getting the dog super excited when we're doing it. So our energy's way up. You're like, sit. Yeah, good girl. Come. And the dog comes like, yeah, baby. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, when you're giving rewards. They're really, really engaged with you they're having a really good time they know that there's another dog a ways away but it's far enough away where they're mildly concerned and that's it they're not freaking out and we've got to do that what i just talked about that game over and over and over until we get to that specific particular distance and no longer Is there any stress at all that your dog has? And then at that point, we get to play that game all over again by exposing your dog just a little bit closer. Again, these things take time. These things can take four, six months of work to do this. You know, you've got to spend three to five times a day getting your dog exposed to these things. Okay. Or excuse me, three to five times a week, not three to five times a day. If you could do that (laughs) and you'd be in good shape. Um, But it's it's about doing it several times a week and you've just got to put the work in. um, And it's all about gradual and systematic desensitization and counter conditioning. Okay. Um, So hopefully that gives you a little bit better idea as far as you know what what you're looking at um it looks like we've got uh, next on the line we've got Marjorie in Phoenix Marjorie welcome to pet talk today
3: thank you uh, thank you for taking my call i'm calling in behalf of a friend and she had a four-year-old calico kitty and uh, she had to go out of town her mother passed away and there were some other legal matters she had to take care of and when she came back a few days later she noticed that her cat couldn't see. And she was frantic. And, uh, so she took him, took her to the, uh, vet. And, uh, they gave her, they said her blood, the cat's blood pressure was too high. Mm-hmm. And they gave her blood pressure medicine to take. Mm-hmm. Well, she did that. And then she had also made an appointment with the, uh, animal eye hospital here in, in Phoenix. And, uh, they said, no, don't give her that. Uh, blood pressure medication because, uh, it's her, her blood pressure at that point was 90 over 70, I think, and he, the doctor told her that was too low. And so, what had happened, uh, I think the kitty must have been frightened, uh, when she went back to Pennsylvania to take care of her mother's estate and, and so on. And she was there, you know, uh, because she works, she has her, uh, house cleaning business, mm-hmm. she comes and goes, and the cat is accustomed to that. But here she was by herself all alone at night, this mm-hmm. kitty, and uh, for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if uh, it would be a good idea to have somebody come in and stay there. She has to go back again next month. I don't know for how long. But she doesn't want the cat to have, have to go through all that business again. Would it be a good idea to have somebody come in, stay for like a few days before she leaves or...
1: What? Yeah, so you know the thing about that is always because it is so stressful. The best thing that you can do in a situation like that, if you can afford it, and they're really not that, um, uh, that costly, you can get a private pet sitter that will come in and stay in the home with the cat and they'll stay there 24 seven. So, you know, you just do a Google search for in-home pet sitter. Um, one of our sponsors, Paw Nanny Tammy, they do in-home, uh, pet sitting. You can go to their website at pawnannytammy.com and, and maybe look, uh, and, and see to them. Okay. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully that helps as well. Um, next, it looks like we've got, uh, who do we have next? Uh,
2: Suzette and Glendale.
1: Suzette, Suzette, you are on Pet Talk today. Welcome. How can we help you?
2: Hi, thank you for
10: having me. Yeah. So, basically, we have a dog that is extremely possessive of my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody comes near her, even a few feet, He's ready to attack. Um, she has a medical condition to where she chokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to perform the Heimlich. Yeah. And when I, when this happens and I, you know, approach her, he actually, he does bite me. Yeah. Um, and we're just trying to figure out how to mm-hmm. make him stop being so
4: possessive of her.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate your call. Gosh, you got a a tough situation and, and, and God bless you. You know, you're taking care of your mom and, uh, you know, you're having to deal with that medical situation and with a family member and and, and not only does it scary, you know, when your mom chokes and you gotta do the Heimlich, but then then you're worried about getting bit yourself and, and so that's tough. Um I don't know if you live alone with your mom or um if there's anybody there to help you with the dog, but you know, first and foremost, um we've gotta do what I call as triage and that is to make sure you're not getting bit. Okay. And so if that means first putting the dog in another room, calling the dog to you putting the dog in another room then when the dog's in the other room going to help your mom but i know that can be extremely difficult cuz your mom is coughing and choking so you know the first thing i can tell you look when it comes to aggression get a trainer okay get a trainer either Uh, get online, find a trainer. You can contact uh, us at Phoenix Dog Training. You can go to our website, phoenixdogtraining.com, but you need to get a trainer to help you with this. Aggression is not something, especially if you're getting bit, that you are going to be able to handle on your own. It's a very difficult behavior problem. In the meantime, you've got to keep yourself safe, okay? Um, And if that means, you know, another family member, uh, needs to uh, watch this dog while you're in that situation uh, until the dog has training. Then you do that. But number one, you got to at a minimum be able to call the dog to you, so the dog comes, and you got to be able to put the dog into a room or put the dog into a crate or secure the dog somewhere where you can get to your mom. Um, if the dog had other training, you know, you could give it a down stay and the dog can't break the downstay to go after you 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 know you could go see your mom and deal with your mom but see that's the importance of really good training you know what we find is dogs that are possessive the dogs that are aggressive uh pretty much uh, they get to do whatever the heck they want. They're at home, and I hate to say it, but they're spoiled. There's not a lot of rooms. I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, the Pulse of Arizona. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be taking more of your calls and answering your questions about your dog and cat behavior problems. We'll be right back. Are you planning a trip or just going away for a day or two? I want to take a minute to talk about the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy. It's difficult to leave a pet behind. It's even more difficult for your pet. Forget sending your pet to a stressful boarding and kennel facility, and instead give your pet and furry best friend the gift of relaxation, staying at home with one of the professional in-home pet sitters at Paw Nanny Tim. Your pet will love chilling out with Tammy or one of her team members who will be playing with and taking care of your pet 24 hours a day where it's most comfortable, your pet's home. The other awesome thing is that they can bring in mail, water plants, trees, and even your lawn. Call Pawn Annie Tammy to inquire about having them stay with your pet while you're away. They even offer a free meet and greet to make sure that it's the perfect fit. Call 602-472-4360. That's 602-472-4360. Or visit their website, PawnAnnieTammy.com.
0: KFNX Cave Creek.
6: I can't control my emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. I can't sleep at all. If I can't concentrate, I'm going to fail again. i going to fail again. Fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? My heart is beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just can't live like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm scared and I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. It takes
5: courage to reach out for help. At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014. Or schedule an appointment online at mesapsychiatry.com dog that needs obedience training is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy you love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important phoenix dog training is the most trusted dog training company in arizona phoenix dog training is accredited with the better business bureau and has an a-plus rating that you can trust having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating embarrassing and even costly all that can change with one phone call to phoenix dog training For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and Impressive, seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411 or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com.
0: Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602 277 kfnx Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, the pulse of Arizona, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Maybe you've got a dog that's out of control, very unruly, jumping, getting on the counter, stealing things. Maybe it's pulling you down the street like crazy. Maybe you've got a more serious problem like separation anxiety or aggression. That's what this show is about. We take your calls each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Call me right now and learn how to correct those problems. If you're in Phoenix, the number to call is 602 775369602277kfnx those outside of phoenix can call toll free that number is 8665361100
2: so we have a few more calls on the line we have carol in phoenix barrett in scottsdale and sarah in phoenix
1: Well, let's get to it hey carol welcome to pet talk today
8: hi how are you i'm
1: good good morning how can we help you good
8: morning okay um I got a Calico cat um, from Halo about four to five months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they told me that she gets along with other cats and and so on. So I brought her in my house, and, uh, of course, I have other cats. Uh, she attacks them. She mm-hmm. runs after them. So I separated them, thinking that within time – Um, She'll get the smells from the other cats, Mm -hmm. and eventually they'll get along. Mm -hmm. If I introduce them slowly to each other, well, that hasn't been the case. Um, She goes up to the door. She, like, attacks the the door. She growls beyond belief. "Um, um, I really don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I let her go out into... A separate room where the other cats are to get all the smells from the other cats, thinking maybe that will help, but mm-hmm. it really hasn't so far. Um, um, she, a little bit of history of her, she was a stray. Halo took her in. She had babies and, um, they took the babies away from her. Which evidently she didn't she didn't like that. And um she spayed. Um I don't know if that would have anything no. to do with her not getting along. Yeah, with let, let me let me
1: let me just address it because here's the thing, you know, uh, regardless of what happened, okay. What we're looking at, what we're dealing with is what we're dealing with. And so, yeah, it's great sometimes if we know a lot of details about the past, but it doesn't change the problems we have in the here and now and what we need to do about it here and now. Um, And and I'll tell you this, you know, I love Halo Rescue, so don't get me wrong, okay? Um, Halo does a ton of good work. They do a lot of work out there, but Halo keeps me in business because okay? they 're like the sing sing and the Alcatraz of rescues, okay they get the worst of the worst, so it doesn 't surprise me that you 've got a cat that 's aggressive okay um, This very well might be a neurochemical issue if you 've been taking a long time to try to desensitize these cats what 's a long time four or five months okay if you haven 't spent that much time trying to Get them gradually together from a distance. Again, if your cats are fighting, you're allowing them to get too close too soon. One of the things you can begin to do is start feeding them in cat carriers on a scheduled feeding. And you start by having those cat carriers far apart distance wise and little by little over time you begin to bring those carriers closer and closer and closer and closer again. They need to have exposure, be in close proximity to one another where nothing bad is happening. And in fact, good things are happening and you know, if they like their food, Maybe you get them some special food as you're doing that, okay? Maybe they're getting dry whiskers, and you decide you're going to go ahead and, and get them a good wet food, okay? Um, but but that's that's the stuff that uh, you need to do. Now, if that's not helping, after you put in the time, you need to go see your veterinarian, and you need to talk about some possible behavioral medication. So um, give that a shot, Carol, okay?
2: We have Barrett in Scottsdale.
1: Barrett in Scottsdale. Welcome, Barrett. You're on Pet Talk today. How can I help you?
2: Yes, hello. So I
4: adopted a dog two years ago from County Shelter. Mm-hmm. He is a pretty greyhound mix, very strong dog. Uh, he's not dragging me down the streets anymore. And um, so and I got his uh, um, separation anxiety under control. Mhm. But you know, as soon as another dog comes along, he pulls and barks and is totally anxious. Mm-hmm. So what I have tried is um distract him with treats, look at my eyes, give him treats each time. But um it only works so long. Uh he has gotten a little bit better. He starts looking at me. Um but um you know, I wish I could walk by without any tension, sure I mean, I'm working on my own tension, yeah, also because I always have to be a step ahead of him
10: mm-hmm.
4: um but um I mean when he was at county shelter, he was um the you know volunteer's favorite yeah. uh they used him to uh to uh um introduce new dogs. When he was off-leash, he was in playgroups, but uh, it's also all over his record.
1: Sarah, so I need to, or excuse me, I need to address this, um, Barrett, because we, we've got to take another call too. I'm sorry for having to cut you off and have you listen on air. Um, again, you know, we tend to flood our dogs. We get them too close to triggers way too soon before they can handle it and they start having meltdowns and then we wonder why each and every time we go back outside and they see another dog, they do that again. Um, so, you know, the thing to do is maybe the weather's going to start getting nice. You start going to parks where you see dogs, but you stay far enough away from those dogs where you can keep your dog engaged with you. And as I was saying on a call earlier, you know, one of the most important things that you can do is to be able to create this reward event where prior to even doing this exposure therapy to these triggers, you have worked with toys, you've worked with food, you've been teaching your dog and you've gotten really excited, hey, sit, yes, and you throw a toy or down, the dog downs, yes, and you give it food, and you know really excited, upbeat, you guys are just lots of energy, so that you've got to be more interesting, you've got to be more exciting than anything else in the environment, and when you're more interesting, you're more exciting than anything else in the environment, you're not going to lose your dog's attention, but that is something that you literally have to work on, and that is working on engagement, so give that a shot, Barrett.
2: All right. Up next, it looks we like we have Sarah in Phoenix.
1: Sarah, welcome to Pet Talk today. How can I help you?
2: Yeah, hi. Um, okay, so I
10: have a kitten. He's probably about 15 months old now. Um, I got him from the uh, Maricopa um, Animal Shelter. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's been living. With, we, we adopted him when he was three months old, um, and I already have two older cats. I have an 11-year-old and a 10-year-old. And um, he's really aggressive towards them. I've gotten him cat toys. We've separated. I've got two litter boxes in separate parts of the houses, separate food bowls. Um, i was just trying to see if there's any way that I can get him to calm down and not attack the older girls as much.
1: Mm-hmm. How old is this cat?
10: Um, he's about 15 months.
1: Okay, so he's very young, very, very young. Yeah. And what's the history?
10: Um, I adopted him when he was three months old, and he was a stray that they had taken in. He was the last of his litter. Okay. And okay, he's the only male that I have. The other two are girls. Mm-hmm. Um, they were strays that I adopted, and mm-hmm. I've had them both for about six years.
1: Okay. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to hear any of what I was saying on that last call. Yeah. But very similar. Okay. And is that is is that you've got to work it out so that you can keep them at a far enough distance right now where they're not attacking, whether that be, hey, I've got two play pens, two X-pens where I've got the cats that are far enough away where they can still see each other, but they're not able to get close enough to fight. And if they're close enough that they're actually showing signs of aggression, they are too close too soon. When you have to expose and desensitize an animal, for aggression and those type of things, it's a slow process. Again, this can take four to six months. And so whether you're using two X-Pens, whether you're using um, uh, two crates, you know, um, to little by little, gradually over time, get them closer and closer and closer. And as they're, you know, close you need to be able to you know do some fun things so maybe with you know one of them you've got a little cat toy and you're playing with that cat toy and you're giving food rewards so that as their exposure all right to the other cat happens good things are happening so every time you expose them because you're going to have them separated and then there're going to be times when you're going to need to expose them and when you expose them good things need to happen and you got to know that, hey, these things, they take a little bit of time. Well, we are just about out of time today. I want to thank everyone that called in and gave questions. Brittany, thank you for helping out today. It has been a pleasure as usual. And to all our listeners, be sure to listen to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX next Saturday. From 9 to 10 a.m. where we'll be answering more of your pet behavior and training questions. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday.